Well, I guess the Sunday evening committee, <laughs> I'm the only one that says yes, or I, I don't know. <laughs> oh, well. I guess you got to put up with me again, and for twice as long as last time, so hopefully you can bear with and uh, we can see what we can learn today or tonight. Um, so, they gave me the word perfect, and I don't know how you're supposed to talk about perfect. <laughs> um, what is perfect? What, when you think of perfect, what is it? What do you think of? Okay. Sunshine. Yeah. <laughs> yes. All of them uh, gloomy days. It's good to see the sunshine. Get out of here. There's <laughs> uh, so lots of different ways that we use perfect. Some uh, probably not in the sense of uh, our spiritual lives or with the Bible. Maybe we have a prank and it just turns out perfect. That's not the perfect we're going to look at tonight. Um, this I found interesting. I'm not an English person, so I don't look at words and how they react, interact with other words. But perfect, depending on how it's used, can be an adjective, or it can be a verb, or sometimes it's used as a noun. If we use it as an adjective and just use it as perfect, it is being entirely without, without fault or defect, corresponding to an ideal standard or abstract concept, mature, pure, complete. And some of that is... Um, Maybe we have a perfect animal. Maybe for the, the farmers, we have the perfect beef or the perfect Holstein. Uh, we're always looking for that one that does everything right or has all the right characteristics. Uh, maybe in people, it's somebody who achieved a certain look, such as bodybuilders. They want to be a, a certain look, and when they get there, they've achieved a perfect image of that. In, in our life, we want to become like Christ, so we're obtaining to be perfect like Christ was. If we go on and use it as a verb, perfect or perfected or perfects, it is to bring the final form, to refine or improve. 
Um, I think of a potter. They start out with a, a lump of clay and they bring it to something very beautiful in the end. Uh, they finish it, um, bring it to a, a final form. Or I ran track for a number of years. I had to, and specifically in the hurdles, so I had to perfect my form. Um, there's lots of areas where each of us can improve on. We're trying to perfect ourselves. And then if we use it as a noun, as in perfection, it's flawlessness, maturity, an exemplification of supreme excellence. And in there I have to go back to God and Jesus and how he is the perfect person. He was the perfect sacrifice. He gave us the perfect example to follow. So that is what perfect is, along with what you guys said. None of you were wrong. Uh, I started looking at how many times it showed up in the Bible. Now, unfortunately for me, I use the ESB, and it doesn't show up very many times in there. Only just over 40 times. But if you go to the King James, it appears over 99 times. So depending on what translation you have, it's not going to show up the same as the other ones. Um, a little more in the King James the so perfected appears eight times perfecting shows up twice perfection appears 11 times perfectly appears seven times and perfectness appears only once One thing I found in studying for the, perf uh, the word perfect, you about can't leave the other ones out. You need perfect, you need perfected, you need perfecting, you need perfectly. You can't leave them all out because they're all used, they're all intertwined and uh, keep bringing out the same things that we're looking for. So in looking at how many times it showed up, I also ran across um, where they get it from. And there's, so this was very interesting to me, there are about 17 Hebrew words in the Old Testament that are sometimes translated perfect, perfectly, or perfected. And there are about 15 Greek words with the same thing. There are only six Hebrew words in the Old Testament for the term perfection and four in the New Testament with three of the four words all coming from the same root word. And I'm not going to say them because I can't. I listen to them and <laughs> I don't know how to say them. So that, the word perfect, where, how many times it's found, and where they come from. 
Um, there are, I ran across a chart where there is, they call it the three stages of perfection. And they iterate that the phases of the perfection are grounded in faith in Christ, in our walk with Christ. And what he has done, sometimes we think we need to help him. We, it's what we can do, not what, um, not what God can do for us or what he has done. Um, we can't do it on our own. We can't perfect ourselves as much as we like to. We can't. And it has to be God working through us to, prov- uh, to work and show us where we need uh, perfecting in our lives so that by the, end of time, by the end of our life, whenever that comes, we are ready to meet God and live in total perfectness. So we have a perfect relationship. When we accept Christ, we begin a perfect relationship with Christ. Christ gives us the foundation for that. Um, he tells us that our sins are forgiven. We can live in victory. We have him to rely on. And we can turn to him anytime we want. Uh, we mess up. We can ask for forgiveness. And he will grant us that and, and show us how we continue to grow in him. Um, one, there's a couple places I would like to read. The first one would be Colossians 2, 8 through 10. Colossians 2, verses 8 through 10. See to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit, according to human tradition, according to the elemental spirits of the world, and not according to Christ. For in him the whole fullness of deity dwells bodily, and you have been filled in him who is the head of all rule and authority. And then let's go to Hebrews 10. Hebrews 10, verses 8 through 14. When he said above, You have neither desired nor taken pleasure in sacrifices and offerings and burnt offerings and sin offerings. These are offered according to the law. Then he added, Behold, I have come to do your will. He does away with the first in order to establish the second. And by that will, we have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. And every priest stands daily at his service, offering offering repeatedly the same sacrifices, which can never take away sins. But when Christ had offered for all time a single sacrifice for sins, he sat down at the right hand of God, waiting from that time until his enemies should be made a footstool for his feet. For by a single offering he has perfected. For all time, those who are being sanctified. So we have a perfect relationship with our with Jesus. And then we have what we could call perfect progress. 
Um, we, we can grow and mature in our walk with Christ as we uh, walk with him. Our, we can change that. We are able to help control that um, by our prayer time, our daily reading with him, spending time with him. Um, we can have a, I guess, a talking relationship all day, every day. It doesn't have to be just certain times. We can talk through God throughout the day, and that can be through song. It could be through praying. It could be through uh, reading. It could be maybe you just want to, I don't know, talk in your head to God. Sometimes I talk out loud to him, too. It's, it's something that we can do all day, every day. It doesn't have to be a certain time. And we can control that. If we don't put time into it, then we're not going to get out of it. Uh, the progress we want to see. If we put lots of time into it, we're going to see return on that. But we have to be willing to do that. Let's go to Philippians 3. Philippians 3, 1 through 16. And this section here is, in my Bible, highlighted righteousness through faith in Christ, and then straining toward the goal. We'll get a little bit down there. We'll start at verse 1. Finally, my brothers, rejoice in the Lord. To write the same things to you is no trouble to me and is safe for you. Look out for the dogs. Look out for the evildoers. Look out for those who mutilate the flesh, for we are the circumcision who worship by the Spirit of God and glory in Christ Jesus and put no confidence in the flesh, though I myself have reason for confidence in the flesh also. If anyone else thinks he has a reason for confidence in the flesh, I have more. Circumcised in the, on the eighth day of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, as to the law, a Pharisee, as to zeal, a persecutor of the church, as to righteousness under the law, blameless. But whatever gain I had, I counted as loss for the sake of Christ. Indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For his sake I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish, in order that I might gain Christ and be found in him not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God that depends on faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and may share his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, that by any means possible I may attain the resurrection from the dead. Not that I have already obtained this or am already perfect, but I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Let those of us who are mature think this way, and if in anything you think otherwise, God will reveal that also to you. 
Only let us hold true to what we have attained. Kind of reiterating that we need to keep our eye on the goal. If we don't keep our eye on the goal, we fall. We, we go to the wayside. We get um, distracted. Uh, there's many things in this world that distract us. Um, this thing, this thing right here, <laughs> distraction. And we can grow, we can go away from God. We can um, lose sight, lose sight of that. When Paul talks about a race, I, I really, I think back to my days in high school and we were you trying to be number one. And in this race, we're all going to be number one. But we need to run the best the best that we can and to do what we know is best. And then we have completely perfect. And we will be completely perfect one day. Whenever our day comes or unless God comes and takes us away before then, we will one day all be perfect. And I can't wait. I, uh, to live in a perfect world, to have, not have to worry about falling, not have to worry about uh, sin. We can just live life and enjoy what God has made for us. We'll see that a little bit if we continue down to the last two verses there in Philippians 3. Verse 20 and 21. But our citizenship is in heaven, and from it we await a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly body to be like his glorious body by the power that enables him even to subject all things to himself. So we have that, that hope. That's, that is our hope and our goal, that we would run the race good enough that we could end up in heaven. One verse that came out quite often over my course of looking at this is in Matthew 5, verse 48. Matthew 5, verse 48. You, therefore, must be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. And there is a, a, uh, a parallel passage to this in Luke 6, um, 36. I'll just read that quickly. You must be compassionate just as your father is compassionate. Can we, can we be perfect like Jesus was or God is? Jesus still is, but in relating back to the Bible, can we achieve that per- perfectness? We ourselves. Any of you? <laughs> I can't. 
how can we be perfect? What are ways we can be perfect? can we do? some words out of my mouth. <laughs> That's a good example. I like that one. Is there anything else? What else do you think? How can how can we be perfect? One way, one way we could try to um, travel down this road is in our character. We can't achieve perfect perfectness, if you want to say it that way, on this earth. Not till we get to heaven will we be truly perfect. But when we try to be as much like Jesus and his example that he left us as we, as we can then we can, that, that is one way that we can try to attain or work on obtaining perfectness by following what Christ did. Another one is in holiness. So that in, in Jesus' time, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, they were very separate from the world and they held that very highly. But that was also their flaw. We should be uh, devoted to God's desires rather than his own. And we know what God's love and mercy like is in our, in our life. And we can take that and show that to everyone we come in contact with. We could also do it in maturity. And this... Here, I had a slightly different example than Terrell, but as we mature, we gain more understanding and we grow closer. Uh, No more, we grow closer to God. And so 
just like we have different, we expect different behavior, for instance, from a baby, a child, a teenager, an adult. And all of their behavior, similar to the rose, are all appropriate for their stages of life. And as we, the older we get, the more uh, we have a relationship with Jesus, we're going to grow in that. And that's going to come out, and we're going to continually evolve and uh, attain more perfectness in our walk. Another way is in love. We know how much God loves us. Uh, We can feel that. And so we can take that love and show it to everyone we meet. And in this world, especially right now, there's a lot of hurting people and a lot of searching people. And that love we have that we can give them and show them, I think makes a bigger impact and means a lot more than we realize. And sometimes we may want to get mad or just or frustrated or whatever it may be at people, and we just need to hold on a second and remember that they don't have the same lifestyle that me and you have. They don't go to church, and they need our love just as much as they need others. Finally, I had to think, I enjoy singing, and so sometimes I like to, I went to see if there were some songs I could find that reminded me of being perfect or helped me to obtain, or talked about not necessarily being perfect, but growing in our walk with God. And there was, there was two songs that came to mind. And in the, in the hymns of the church, the first one was number 450. And this wasn't the first one I found. I actually two pages over number 454, Oh, to be like thee, was the first one that came to my mind. And as we're striving to grow in our walk with God and to obtain perfectness um, I this this song here kept coming back to me um, oh to be like thee and then that I happened to flip the page and seeing that deeper and deeper um, I'll just read a little bit here and you can follow along Oh, to be like the blessed Redeemer, this is my constant longing and prayer. Gladly I'll forfeit Oliver's treasures, Jesus, thy perfect likeness to wear. Oh, to be like thee, full of compassion, loving, forgiving, tender, and kind, helping the helpless, cheering the fainting, seeking the wandering sinner to find. 
Oh, to be like thee, lowly in spirit, holy and harmless, patient and brave, meekly enduring cruel reproaches, willing to suffer others to save. Oh, to be like thee, Lord, I am coming, now to receive the anointing divine. All that I am and have I am bringing, Lord, from this moment, all shall be thine. I, probably the most, for me to remember something, if it's a song, I do really well. And so this, maybe to some of you too, ministers to me greatly. Um, Partly in remembering what I need to do to follow Christ and partly to, uh, as a praise to him for giving me the strength to do this, for giving me the will the want to follow him and try to be more like him. I don't, I'm not great at this every day. There's times that I fail, but remembering that we have a faithful Savior who will come right beside us and pick us up and keep walking uh, when we need help. If we go back to 450 there. Um, another song. When I think of walking with uh, walking with Jesus, um, some things for me and some things for helping other people. Deeper, deeper in the love of Jesus, daily let me go higher, higher in the school of wisdom, more of grace to know. Deeper, deeper, blessed Holy Spirit, take me deeper still, till my life is wholly lost in Jesus and his perfect will. Deeper, deeper, though it bring me trials, deeper let me go. Rooted in the holy love of Jesus, let me fruitful grow. Deeper, higher, every day in Jesus, till all conflict pass, finds me victor in his holy image, perfected at last. This, yeah, I don't know if it speaks to you or not, but it really makes me think and want to strive to be like Jesus, to walk with him every day, to be immersed in his word, to achieve that perfect image. If we go back to Genesis and when he made, created Adam and Eve, he created them in his likeness, perfect and we don't know what that's like. We know kind of what that, that's like, but we don't know wholly like Adam and Eve what that's like. And to one day be able to get to heaven and see what God really had in store for us and to experience the, the things that he has that he wished he probably, that he wished we all had right now. Um. And on our journey of, of going to heaven, the people we meet on the way, how can we affect them? How do we show his love? How do we let them know that we, too, are believers and want to come alongside them in their journey as well? Back to, oh, to be likely, we're not going to have 
we're not going to have an easy road. And one of the one verse that I found, a couple verses that I found, um, in our weakness, His strength is made perfect. And so through our trials, He perfects His plan for us to reach other people. There's times we're going to have to endure. There's times people are going to make fun of us. But we know that our end goal is is heaven. And we don't have to let those hurt us. I think we'll I think we'll stop there. Well, I can. Let's do uh 454. 454. Oh, to be like the blessed Redeemer, this is my constant longing and
Oh,